What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be talking about an article of Ryan Johnson from Gizmodo where he discusses the scene with Ray in the mirrors in the dark side cave. Now when I first saw this I obviously didn't, I wasn't a fan of the movie at this point but when I saw this I was like alright maybe we're getting into something deeper. We're going to kind of you know have this really kind of maybe existential type moment like with Luke in the cave in Empire Strikes Back but I kind of think it ultimately failed um, and I want to discuss why but I want to discuss what Ryan Johnson says was the whole point behind it and then go into Ray's parents and also some of the comments he said with Ray's parents because the scene has to do with Ray's parents. He says that the scene Basically what he starts off by saying, which I think is a lot of this movie and a lot of the issues with this movie, is that he said that he had this idea in his head before the everything even got started. This wasn't something that came to mind because, oh, this would be a great story point. He came, It came to mind as, oh, this would be a great visual. And it's a kind of cool visual. Like, there's not really much argument there. I mean, that's one of the things everyone, even the people that didn't like the movie, said it looked cool. The problem is, is visuals need to enhance the story and this doesn't enhance the story he said that he came up with the idea before even beginning work on the movie and his idea was okay Ray's trying to figure out her parents now cut to also real quickly to give a little more background on it he said when deciding on Ray's parents he had to decide on picking that they were no one because in his mind he was trying to figure out what would be the hardest thing for her to hear hardest thing for her to deal with and he said the hardest thing for her to deal with would be to not have any parents which I can see where he's coming from there I don't fault him on that idea um you know I know a lot of people wanted to know about the parents and know who they were but I get his mindset here where this would ultimately probably be the hardest thing to find out if you're a girl that's going her whole life waiting for her parents to return and waiting to find out your place in all of this which has been her storyline that she's been going about and find out it's, there's nothing there's it's just there there's no one out there no one's ever coming back for you no one's ever gonna want you like you're, you're by yourself and you have no there's no name there's nothing to look back on there's no history you can't learn about your family all you know is they sold you they didn't even want you i get that that could have been something really great so with that in mind he she goes into the dark side cave and he says it's kind of this thing where she sees the mirrors and there's an infinite number of rays and the whole point behind it was was it was kind of this thing of which one's her which which character is who she's searching for? Who is she? Where she feels like she has no clue who she is. And so this is kind of a look into her mind of all of the infinite possibilities and how lost she feels in trying to understand and figure out who she is. Again, I like that idea. I like that concept. Then it comes to her ultimate fear where she looks and she's in front of the mirror and then two come in as one and it's just her and this is her struggle her issue all of this could have been done well as far as the story goes my issue comes with after it and that's where i want to kind of further discuss visually concept wise 
I'm not, I don't have a problem with the Ray mirror scene. I think it could have been something really special that we look back to, like a lot of people look back to the cave on Dagobah. The, the results are the character's actions afterwards and the effect it actually has on the character because he said, I want to do this because it'll be the hardest thing for Ray to deal with. Well, right after that, you see a little bit of struggle with what happened, what's going on, and she's discussing it with Kylo. This is the only time we see her having any somewhat of a down kind of moment. And we only see it expressed by her talking to Kylo. And they use it as a point to bring them closer together. This, of course, quickly ends with breakup by Luke and then a fight between Luke and Rey. And then Rey decides to go to Kylo. Now, again, this is similar to what happened in Empire Strikes Back, of course. Well, when she then goes, we only had that brief moment of her with struggle, but we know she had a struggle and she's at a point where she feels like she has no connection to anyone and that she's just kind of lost. She feels more lost than she's ever felt before. This has been her desire, her goal, the thing she's been trying to push after the whole time. The whole time in Force Awakens, she didn't want to help. She wanted to get back home to try to find her parents. And now she feels even more lost after getting to Luke that she thought was where she was trying to get to. Even Maz Kanata said it, you know, the past is behind you, Luke's the one you need to go to. So then you see her with Kylo. So logic begins to tell you as a fan, as the story, that this is a character that hasn't really had to go through struggle. She hasn't really been trained. She very quickly went to the dark side. Luke didn't want to train her after that first teaching because the first time she saw a chance at the dark side, she went right into it. We know from The Force Awakens, more from the novels, but you can kind of see it from how she acts, that she used some of the dark side to actually defeat Kylo. So this is a character that's willing to jump into the dark side. She's very emotional when she gets into battles or anything like that. She has a strong, severe uh, loss behind her, and she has a lot of fear. Now, if you remember from Phantom Menace, this was what led Anakin to the dark side. So following the storyline and lore of Star Wars, it's all pointing towards, you know, exactly where this is going and so they end up getting in there she gets shown that she doesn't have the abilities that she thinks she has by Snoke but then Kylo kills Snoke Kylo kills Snoke and then they're left together and he says he tells her yeah it's right you don't have a family they left you they were just drunks and you know they're buried in the desert somewhere her reaction to all of this as he the first person that she's really connected to, and you could say she connected to Han to an extent, and you could say that there's no reason that she would ever pick him because she saw him kill Han, but the story in Last Jedi is telling us that they're connecting. You know, the whole time with the Force Bonds, them getting closer and closer together. And he was there for her when she had this huge loss, this moment, the hardest thing she would have to deal with. And she has one person that she's connected to. She connected with Kylo more than she did with Luke. She went through the dark side. All these other things that lean to story-wise, it's the thing that makes the most sense. And then, boom, she's just like, no, I'm not going with you. And then they start fighting again. There's, there, there's no time for the viewers watching to grasp or feel that she's dealing or struggling with this at all. She seemed quite simple. It seemed like a simple choice. It doesn't seem like a struggle for her at all. It doesn't seem like this is the worst thing that could happen to the character. And that's the thing that Ryan said was his ultimate goal. If we 
look at it from what happened with Luke. He goes in there and he realizes that he doesn't realize at the time, but cutting open, cutting apart Darth Vader there, it reveals his face in there. And that there's a lot of things in that one that the basics is that, you know, his father is actually Darth Vader, but also if he was to fight Darth Vader and kill Darth Vader, that he would then become Darth Vader. There's so many, you know, in-depth little things right there that's going on that we don't know at that time. And Luke doesn't know at that time. And they could maybe add more depth to this scene in the next one. So I'm not going to try to say that it didn't have any depth compared to the Dagobah thing. I lean towards it's not likely that it's going to happen. But after this happens, when he goes and fights Vader, he loses. He gets his arm, his hand cut off. And then he's at the end and he finds out about it. And you see that scream of no that's so famous. And he's yelling, that's impossible. And But you don't see this with Rick. You don't see a visceral reaction of terror that this is the truth. You you see like when they were talking before in the hut that she's lost, but there's still hope. Like, you know, she, she, she reaches out to Kylo. Kylo gives her comfort. And now when she finds out the full truth and that person of comfort is there again, she's just like, no. And there's no huge, you know, crushing moment here. There's no real decision that she has to go through and struggle with. Luke has that visceral reaction, absolutely no, and he decides to kill himself because at that point he was trying to kill himself instead of joining Darth Vader. He happened to get saved, you can say ex machina to some extent because, I mean, I said it with all of Last Jedi, I'm not going to argue that that wasn't a moment of ex machina that he happened to fall into a chute that allowed him to survive, but he felt because he jumped because he was trying to kill himself. That's where he's at. That's the despair you feel. And then when you have this long time of him falling and then slide down the chute and then fall down, he's hanging there and it's, it's rests on that moment. It's, it lets you sit there and see he's at the bottom of the bottom. This is utter loss for him. And then even when they get on the Falcon, he walks in, you see him holding his hand. You're, you're constantly reminded of the struggle that he's had to go through. And then he's trying to call out and he has to face his father one more time. And then he tries to call out to Ben. And you have this period of time that you sit on and you have to resonate with the struggle or the tragedy that just happened to Luke Skywalker. You never have that with Ray. You have this moment very quickly, and it's you're trying to figure out what's... There's so much back and forth so quickly of, join with me, we can lead this way, let's go destroy them, destroy the past, your parents are nobody. There's just info after info after info after info, instead of just one piece, one little chunk of information from Darth Vader, and you see the reaction from the character. This is one of the problems with a lot of movies now, where they try to keep it so upbeat that in the pace just going that you never have a time to really sit in the emotion and feel what's going on with the character that you're connected to. And I think that's a big reason along with a lot of things of why we're not really as connected with any of these characters as we're connected with some of the characters from the original trilogy. Nowadays they don't let you sit. There's not a period of time where we're able to kind of rest and relax and then dive into the time with a character. If you meet someone in real life and you're constantly going from here to here to here to here to here to here, you may have some connection to them, but you never understand them as a person because there's no time to figure out who they are because there's no time to kind of 
sit back. There's no time to relax. Like in Empire Strikes Back where Han and Leia are on the Millennium Falcon in the stomach of the space slug. You don't have any of these moments. And if you do have them, there's some small points, but they're not really building characters. You're not having a huge emotional moment like you have with Luke at the end of, end of Empire Strikes Back. So what happens right after this moment where you're, there's so much information. Snoke just got killed. There was just this big fight. There's so much. And then she starts to try to fight Kylo again. And they're fighting over the lightsaber. Boom. Explodes. Next time you see it, she's in the Millennium Falcon just having a good time. And then she lifts up the rock. She's hugging Finn. And she gets on the Millennium Falcon. And it's like, oh, she got her family. Just like right there. Boom. Everything's good. Like, how are you trying to say that this is a struggle? Where, where does it go from here? That's the end of her story. Her story was trying to figure out who she was. Now, Luke was trying to avenge his father, but then he finds out that it is his father. So then it changes his story. We don't know. We're left at a point of how is he going to deal with this when Revenge of the Sith comes, Revenge of the, Return of the Jedi comes, but we quickly learn that he believes that he can turn his father back. So now there's this turn of what the character's attempting and trying to do because of the new information we've been given. So we figured out he had to deal with this huge horrible thing and we figured out how he's going to deal with it and now we adjust and move along with how that's going to happen what is there to happen with Ray? she's not going to go try to find her parents anymore her story of trying to find her parents is just not there anymore is it going to be she's going to try to turn kylo because that already happened in the last jedi are we just going to repeat that again like there's nothing that this huge big bad struggle issue that supposedly was supposed to happen already and was the point behind Ryan doing all of these things. There's nowhere to go from here. There's nothing to build upon. That's why I, along with a lot of people, after seeing episode eight, was kind of like, all right, there's no reason to see anything else. There's nothing left open. There's nothing I need to know. I mean, you can say, oh, I would like to know that how the First Order gets defeated. But there's... The point is you're supposed to be attached to the characters. You're supposed to know what the character story is going to be. Empire Strikes Back, what happens to Han? Empire Strikes Back with Leia. She finally started to feel for Han and admitted to Han that she loves him. And now he's gone. What is she going to do? Luke just figured out that Vader's his father and he was willing to commit suicide not to have him and what, what, not to be with him. And what's going to happen next? There's... A lot of questions that just aren't there. And all of those questions from Empire Strikes Back come from a point of emotional connection with a character because you had to sit there and see the struggle or the loss or the emotions they had through those struggles. But you don't have that in The Last Jedi. There's no emotional connections. There's no time to allow the emotions to play out. It's just a quick back and forth, back and forth. Boom. Oh, we're on the Millennium Falcon. And that's a huge issue. And I, I think that what could have been a kind of cool scene that I think was flawed because he just wanted to put the scene in and maybe built the story around the scene because he liked the scene, which is always a terrible idea when you're trying to make a story. It didn't do anything with it. It did not create this loss, this hole inside of her, this struggle, this pain, this agony. She, you don't see that at the end of the movie. There, there's nothing there for the character. There's nothing there for the viewer. If you did happen to connect with Ray, 
to wait and long for to see the end result. Like, you know it. Okay, she said no to Kylo and she went, which makes no sense story-wise. It goes against everything that happens with lore. It goes with the way everything's explained with why someone would go to the dark side versus stay on the light side. All of that, which, of course, the vast majority of people know that Last Jedi just says forget lore and forget the way everything happened and what it stands for or means. It's just, you know, if you want to ignore the Jedi Order, you can't ignore the teaching from the very beginning on the path to the light and the dark the dark side is the quickest path to power and i mean what's the definition of race character is the quickest path to power i mean it's just it's happened but it was just an utter failure to allow her struggle to resonate and it makes it say that she doesn't have the struggle which means she's not a She's not a real person. Everyone deals with struggle. Everyone has issues. If you want people to connect, let her connect by showing how, okay, this person that was so powerful that a lot of people called a Mary Sue beforehand, now she's devastated and she's crushed because she feels like she's no one. Even though she's got this power, even though she's very talented in something, it doesn't matter because she doesn't have anyone and she's crushed. That can resonate, even if you're like, oh, well, I'm not uh, the best at something. Like, you're really good at something, be it math or art or a basketball player, or you're really good at understanding, uh, you know, books. I, I don't, I don't know, you, you know, whatever it may be, video games, chess, checkers, whatever. There's something that you're good at that you enjoy. But then when you find out. There's no one there for you to share it with. There's no one there to be proud of you. There's no one there that has this unconditional love for you. You're just crushed. And if there's ever a time where you feel that, as most people have at some point of a sad, depressing moment in their life, this connects you with Ray. It, it almost, if done right, could allow you to forget and ignore the Mary Sue things. And honestly, you could argue she wouldn't be as much of a Mary Sue if she actually had some type of struggle like this. Now she's a real person. Okay, you still got to explain why she's so powerful without any training. But, you know, technically speaking, it would be hard to argue that she's a Mary Sue if she has such this devastating loss and she's crushed and brought down. But she's just a superhero. It's, it's the boring side of Superman when you look at how movies are done because he's just perfect. It doesn't add intrigue. Like, this was an utter fault, utter failure by Ryan Johnson for someone that says he wanted to, his whole goal, he said with Kathleen Kennedy, his whole goal was like the training episode, which of course there was no training, but he wanted to put everybody in the movie, all the characters, in the hardest positions possible. Well, Rey's your main character. Now, you could argue she's not even the main character of The Last Jedi, but it's it's confusing to figure out who the actual protagonist that we follow throughout the movie is. But the character that for this trilogy is Rey, and she doesn't, like, you tell us she has a struggle, but we don't see it. We don't feel it. We don't connect with it. And it passes by almost immediately. And so anyways, that's I saw that article. I thought, it was in interesting to hear him explain a little bit more behind the mirror scene. But then also from just other articles where he talks about his whole idea and concept behind why he chose that as her parentage. And then to just have it just fall flat. 
completely. This whole movie falls flat as far as dealing with the emotions of what's going on. If something bad happens, it's cut to a gag scene. If we see the resistance all being destroyed and we're supposed to feel that hurt and feel that pain, which should make us understand why maybe like a Holdo is angry at Poe or Leia is angry at Poe the movie, then when he lands back in, cuts to Finn waddling around with water squirting out. It takes away that emotion. What if it cut from her there to Paige, or no, Paige is the one that died, Rose hearing the news and falling down crying. And you see her just sobbing over what happens. And then Leia storms in and slaps Poe and says, you know, you just killed a bunch of good pilots. And then you could have Finn wake up and go, Ray! And then it cuts to Ray. Well, now you're left in the back of your mind this whole time. Whoa, okay, some serious stuff is going on right there. But instead it cuts to a gag. It cuts the tension of what's going on and you don't have that emotional connection. And then they try to bring it back around and fit it around after that scene to show her crying again. But it cuts right back to popping Finn and shooting him into the escape pod. And then more little jokes where Finn's like, oh, here, this is, I gotta get to Ray. I mean, it, it doesn't take, it doesn't allow it to be taken seriously and you never feel the emotion. I'm, I'm gonna do a video tomorrow on how Greek tragedies were set up and how they were done and how a true tragedy is done in movies and why The Last Jedi just failed on that. You can look at the numbers and say, oh, it's one of the bloodiest movies in all of Star Wars where more people died. But you never feel any of it. There's, if you if it was a tragedy, it was because you're a Star Wars fan and you felt betrayed by the way the movie was done. But as far as an actual tragedy, you never sense or feel loss in the movie at all. There's never a time to sit on the struggle of the emotions. But anyways, I know I'm running long and I've had some people say something about my videos are long. So I'm going to cut it off there. I'm sure I covered almost all of my points and thoughts on this, I look forward to hearing all your thoughts on what I said or if you felt some connection or if you thought that it was fully done or there wasn't enough there was enough emotion to raise character in these moments and this was a big enough struggle for her. I just I can't see it. You know, I just I can't grasp how that's actually true. Um whether you like the movie or not, this part fell short very clearly in my mind. But I'd be happy to discuss it with you down below. Also down below will be a link to my T Public page. I'll post some videos right here for you to check out. And thank you again, guys, for watching. And never forget you nerf herders. I love you.